Welcome to Run This World. My name is Nicole DeBoom. I'm a former pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you insights and inspiration from some of the world's greatest visionaries who will help you run your world in ways that you didn't even realize were possible. All in the framework of the amount of time it takes for the average person to run a 5K. That's 36 minutes and 38 seconds, give or take a mile. We often go long, so get ready. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of Run This World. Today's episode features my friends, Kim and Jake Rosenbarger, owners of Kim and Jake's Gluten-Free Bakery. They started with a cake shop in Boulder uh, six years ago and have since expanded into a national rollout of really awesome baked good products across the country. So the cool thing about today is that this is my first husband-wife interview. We literally are standing around in my office talking to each other, laughing, and I really wish you could see some of the expressions. Um, We should have videoed this one because that spousal dynamic is pretty awesome. (laughs) In today's episode, we cover lots of good stuff, why they started a gluten-free bakery, some great discussion about gluten-free cake and delicious gluten-free treats. Um, We talk about the gluten-free industry in general and food eating trends. Uh, They also had some tips on home delivery meal prep services like Blue Apron and Green Chef. We talk about how to successfully run a business with your spouse. And finally, we get down and dirty on what celiac disease is, including the signs, symptoms, and how to diagnose it. So... Here we go. Let's bring them on. All right. I am so lucky. I am standing here in Boulder in my home office, which is very clean, right? Yes, very clean. With two amazing people and full disclosure, two of my great friends, Kim and Jake of Kim and Jake's Rosenbarger. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thanks Thanks for having me. Exciting. This is so cool. I know. I never get to do these live uh, <laughs> interviews. Um, I'm sure you're very nervous. This is a big deal. Run this world podcast. Yeah. Right? All right. Come I heard, on. La- I heard that Obama was checking in on one last week. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. listened. Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> oh, she. <laughs> Duh. She's the important one, right? Yeah, seriously. seriously. I love it. Okay, so... We have a lot to talk about, but we're going to get down to business right away. Um, I've already disclosed we're friends. So, you know, we've already talked about anything's going to fly here. Okay. It could go any direction we're going to take it today. Right. Uh, You guys look like you're having a little tense moment. How's your, how's your relationship going right now? How can I be tense? I just got off my bike. I'm wiped out. That's what <laughs> Jake's exhausted. Jake's exhausted. You know I'm what? not exhausted. I just had a good ride. You know, it's like basking in the glow of you a beautiful know, day. That sets us up. I think maybe we should start with how we came to meet and become friends. Okay. So I'm going to share a little bit of my story and you guys jump in. But I belong to a club locally called Rally Sport, which you guys belong to as well. Yeah. Love Co- Rally Sport. Love it. Love it, love it. And we loved Erin Carson's interview, didn't we? Great interview. She's so cool. Um, so a couple years ago in the winter, I'm in the civilian spin class, right? Pounding it out. And I sit down next to this guy who I'm like, oh, you know, he looks like he could be a pretty good cyclist. And and I'm not uh, an introvert. So I, of course, started talking to you. 
And turns out <laughs> there was Jake. Yeah. Um, and, and after a few quick, you know, hello pleasantries. So what do you do? You know, and I find out Jake used to be a, a professional cyclist. And not only that, but he owns the yummiest, most amazing bakery in town. Not only owns it, founded it. And then he's like, yeah, well, my wife's in here too. She's over there. And he points to like the farthest bike in the room. And I'm thinking maybe that's why you're still together. You don't yeah. have to do everything side by side. Well, but, yeah, but yeah, Kim has a very, she, she's very particular about her bikes. I have like three bikes at Rally that I like. Well, you're also very, uh, you've got a height. Um, I have a height issue. <laughs> How tall are you? I am 4'11 and a quarter. You're full oh. size. You're full size. I might be five foot. <laughs> five foot in heels. I love it. And bike and running shoes. Right? And running shoes. Perfect. So I immediately thought, well, how can I include the, this amazing company in my life? Because I need to. And so I very shortly after that, I think emailed you and said, hey, do you want to provide cake to 500 plus runners at our Skirt Sports uh, 13er? And I said, sure. <laughs> Let's did do you, it. Did you check in with Jake? No. <laughs> Has it ever paid off? Yeah. It, everything pays off. Everything <laughs> pays off. <laughs> well, good. I hope you, you're on board again this year. Yep. We will be there again this year. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what I want to maybe start out with here is hearing the story about how Kim and Jake started. So why don't you guys like lead into that? And I don't care who takes it. Kim, okay, sweetie, I think you should take it. Jake always wanted a cake shop. And when we met... We, we, one of our first dates was cake and martinis and we got obsessed with this cake shop in Georgia called Cecilia Viavese's Cakes. It's in Athens, Georgia. And I actually got a job there when I quit working with cycling teams and I learned how to decorate and we learned a little bit about cake making and we said, we can do this and we can do it better. And we knew we were leaving that town and we just tried to find a place. And when we moved to Boulder, they... Didn't have, they maybe had one cake shop. And so this was the place. We waited till Jake retired from racing and till we figured out the money and how to open up a business. And then we opened up our cake shop. Yeah. But didn't you also wait until you could just get pregnant at the same time yeah. and then just do and it? Then all I got once? pregnant in March <laughs> and we opened our cake shop in May and our son was born in November. Awesome. Way to go. You know, we're athletes. We know how to push through <laughs> tough stuff, right? Jake and I always say, if there's a hard way to do it, we will do it. Well, oh, yeah. even prior to that, though, you guys met through sport, right? Yeah. yeah. Jake raced professionally, and I worked as a swanier for 10 years. What's a swanier? A slave. <laughs> it's French for slave. It's French for slave. <laughs> Legal slavery? I don't know. Do we want to go there Define today? The Babysitter. Define mother. Yeah. So yeah. was this an incestuous relationship within your team dynamic? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. I, I quit the team. Oh, okay. Well, I, I said I would quit the team, and they told me I didn't have to. And I, we stayed together for another year on the same team, and then I went to a different team, and then we reunited on BMC, and then Jake retired, and then I finished up with Garmin. Oh, oh so you, you swapped teams after he was done. Okay so, okay, so while you were racing, though, Jake, the whole – okay, Kim and Jake's open not as a gluten-free cake shop. That's right. So maybe you can share a little bit about your situation and then why you guys got in on one of the, I'd say, fastest growing and most differentiated industries. Um, that's right. We didn't open a gluten-free cake shop. We opened um, a cake shop that was specific to the kinds of things we like to eat. 
once that got rolling, I started having increased health issues that we sort of had attributed to the effects of cycling, just fatigue and those sorts of uh, ailments that, you know, when you're in a sport, you just, it's just par for the course. It's really hard to like say, oh, well, maybe there's something wrong with you. Of course, you know, you're always tired. Yeah. You're tired. You get in distress GI all the time. I mean, that's what we do. (laughs) We kept having his testosterone tested and when he raised it was really low and it kept coming back normal. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So I went through a lot of testing, um, post cycling actually, because you know, as you know, in the sport too, you're really limited on what you can do in Mm -hmm. terms of, um your health regime and those sorts of things um so the short version is i got diagnosed with celiac disease finally in i don't know maybe three years ago yeah two, year, two and a half years no, ago three it's gotta be um and that, when i was diagnosed the um doctor you know the damage to my body he said would have taken at least 15 years to develop the severity of the damage. So basically raised my entire cycling career with, with, uh, being celiac, not knowing it. Whoa. And, uh, so obviously we, we weren't quite sure how to work me and my, my issues into the business. We both got issues. Yeah. It's all right. (laughs) Well, this, this particular one. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I mean, we're already kind of maxed out on my issues. So, Adding another big wrinkle to the equation. I wish we had video right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, we're fortunate that we're in Boulder. And, yeah. And the, the people that are in this town, um, we had already been dealing and addressing a lot of dietary restrictions in our business, just part of the being part of the communities. You know, I mean, everybody's got some issue here in regards to their food. So it wasn't totally unknown to us. Um, We were developing recipes, but switching to gluten-free was something we really debated whether we would be able to survive. Um, And it was really more of a means to an end for my ability to continue to work there and my ability to eat what we make. Um, could you even like walk into the bakery? I mean, yeah, I can do anything, you know, I just don't feel that good. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a period of time in which I was taking a lot of precaution and it was pretty for a business, pretty unattractive. You know, I'm talking like a, not a hazmat suit, but a hazmat <laughs> apparatus, can only full gloves, mask, you know, all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so it, it just wasn't, it was just sort of, what are we doing? You know, um, can't be in a business that you're passionate about and not really be able to participate in it. Yeah, uh, that's true. And your name is sort of important for the business. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the baker, you know, so I was in deep contact uh-huh. with all the raw materials. So we switched. It took some, it's taking time. We still are evolving um, some of the recipes and some of the cakes and products that we made before we were gluten free haven't transitioned well. So we've had to reshape our menu. We've added a lot of things since that weren't really on our radar, um, but came about because we were totally unsatisfied with what was in the marketplace just as a just what we wanted to eat we couldn't find those kinds of things um breads and cookies stuff in our wheelhouse 
to a degree, but um, stuff we weren't making before. You know, I think that's how a lot of great businesses start is you're trying to fill a need that you have, and then you're hoping enough other people also right. have that need. Right. And I remember um, talking to you guys about like when you made this decision to just 100% go gluten-free, that you did a lot of research on this market and that there was actually more of an opening than maybe if you had stayed, you know, a fully, what, just, what do you call non-gluten-free? Like regular. Regular. Yes. You, you don't, you don't call it, you, you don't call it anything. You just call, regular. You call it a bakery. You call it a cake shop. You know? I mean. Well, and what's cool is, you know, you guys started as a cake shop and it's probably the first product of yours I ever had, but you've grown into other really cool products that also have the ability to get national distribution, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're working on that component of the business now. That side is definitely growing. Still a work in progress. <laughs> it's always all a work in progress, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I just have to digress on the cake side because I like eating too, and I love good food and one thing I remember Kim saying, because uh, Kim, I bribed you to come out to Skirt Sports many times to donate cake for skirts and uh, support our cause. And, awesome trade. And I remember you saying, like, one time we had you introduce the product and you're like, here's our claim to fame. If it tastes like gluten-free, we're doing something wrong. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be disgusting. It's gluten-free. It's going to be, like, dry and tasteless or whatever. Your cakes are better than any cake I've ever had. It doesn't matter where it's from, homemade, this, that, whatever. You guys have some magic going on in that cake shop. It's Jake. Jake, all of our recipes are Jake's. And when we went gluten-free, he actually came up with our own gluten-free flour mix that we use. We don't buy a gluten-free flour mix. And when he couldn't find bread he liked, he started and he learned how to make bread. I mean, that's awesome. what you do. You figure Sourdough it out. bread. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, we actually do have magic in there. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's we get called, it from, <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> you can get it on Alibaba. It takes a little time. You know, you got to get a whole, it's, you know, but. Uh, There's a yeah. genie involved. You just, and, yeah. yeah, you just open a magic bottle and then everything works out. Um, okay. You, and I can also see like the whole cycling influence in your product line of cakes, at least like, uh, is it Vino Rosso and like some of these really cool European type flavors? I don't know. What's your favorite or most out there cake or product you've done? Jake's Cubana. Yeah. The Cubana probably is the most extreme. Uh, it's not that crazy, but it does have tobacco in it, and that can oh, be yeah. really off-putting for some folks. We don't huh. use a ton, but wouldn't I don't we, know if we've ever sold one. I think we have. <laughs> I think we sold Just one. Just keep it on the menu. Maybe two. Um, Our employees get irritated because we have so much stuff on the menu, and they're like, oh, my God. I don't even know how to make that if I, I got an order. Explain it. People don't want to eat, you know, black garlic in their ice. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably... Good. Uh, in terms of, like, yeah, that's probably the most. That's it, it's an oil and vinegar cake with a black olive um, fig balsamic filling. Oh my god! And a salt and pepper icing. Oh yeah. good lord! We just all want to come live at the at the cake shop. Okay, but okay. So then I got to ask you personally: like, do you eat your products at home? Daily, every day, daily. All right, that's a good answer. We've gotten to the point where we are trying to uh, watch the amount of sugar that we eat. We're getting older, mm. you know, we're not exercising as much. 
Wait, there's calories and sugar in no, this not stuff? many, not <laughs> many, not many. <laughs> uh, we just feel like it's real trendy right now, so we just want to stick with the trends. You know? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, just do whatever everybody. Now, so we do. We eat our bread every day. We um, certainly eat our cookies when we're. Or I do. Kim's much better about that kind of stuff than me. Oh, I've got some cookies of yours in our pantry, and we eat your buns every time we do veggie burgers. It's nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So we, food is definitely, we might come back, circle around to food some more, but I love your story. I love how you started. And then you had like, okay, you were hit with some big obstacle, and you're like, well, we can fold, even though yeah. we just launched, or we can push through. I mean, yeah. do you think your athletic background influenced some of your decisions on how to push through some of this stuff? Well, Jake's really stubborn, but yeah. I don't know if that's from his athletic background. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I think you put your heart and soul into something and you're like, well, what's next? Yeah. This is it. This is the deal. You know, there's no alternative. Yeah. You're going to succeed. So you figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Yeah. I would say that's, I, I don't think, well, the athletic side definitely get you in a space where putting in long days is um, not unfamiliar, having Mm -hmm. the energy to deal with just the physical work. Um, But, and there's a lot of discipline involved. You know, you need to be able to just freaking stick with it, you know, and see the goal you're trying to survive. You know, when you get to a plan in a business, I'm sure everybody who started a business can relate at some point. You're like, we're fully committed. There's really no other outcome mm-hmm. other than making it successful. Whatever yeah. end result it may be, mm-hmm. we've put everything that we, we put all of our chips on the table. And the analogy you could say is, you know, you, you just threw in the attack. Like you're, you're fully committed to the finish line. Yeah. Um, you don't know that. where the finish line is going to be. And if you, what kind of terrain it might be on, but, um, you know, you get to a point where you just, you know, we, we put a lot of money into the business, um, all of our time, our family's geared around it, you know, and yeah, you have family working with you. Your son has grown up there. By the way, August is one year older than Wilder and he's like the only boy she likes. I know. It's so cool. He he doesn't know what to do with that information. He's like, oh Yeah. (laughs) Well, but everyone likes me, so yeah. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's perfect. Oh, God. Oh, no. we have to do a podcast with our kids sometime. That would be, be awesome. actually maybe kind of boring. <laughs> I think probably throwing awesome. microphones around. Yeah. Um, They'd just be able like, to don't talk do that. your ear off. They'd just be like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you could ask him a question, you know, yeah, existential yeah. question. He'd actually get it, and he'd just talk for an ever. Oh, awesome. Great. Well, that'll be a great interview. Um, so, you know, Jake, we know that you've been a pro athlete, like I have as well. And Kim, you've been around pro athletics. Forever. And, you know, I feel like you're coming into your own, like, in your midlife. <laughs> Sorry, I'm outing you on your age. Um, with, you know, finding your, I guess, athletic talent and drive. Tell me about your athletic path. Yeah. Well, I played soccer competitively through college, and then I went to school for athletic training, sports medicine, and worked with pro soccer players and baseball players and SEC football players and track and field, and left that to work for in cycling because I got interested in triathlons, and this is like in 2001, and uh, did a couple triathlons and then kind of that was it. But, uh, since, yeah, since Jake has retired and I left 
left the cycling world. I just last year had my first coach raced three races. It was awesome. Ran my first 10 K in like 10 years. You did kickstart. Did kickstart. Kickstart is the reason I am running again. And I'm so <laughs> sad I'm not involved and I want to come to the meetings. Well, you still can be involved. But yeah, so it's been really fun. It's kind of a, it's the, I would say it was definitely a change for Jake and I. There was a point where the conversation was, wow, all you do is train and recover. And I was kind of like, yeah, well. That's what you did for I how know. many years? <laughs> I know. That was not a super fun conversation. So I've had to contribute more to the home life. Well, you know, I mean, that swings all the way back in the beginning of the conversation today when I said, how's your relationship going? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think and neither of you answered. I think, <laughs> well, we love Green Chef and Blue Apron. I will just push them on your show because they deliver us meals and I cook dinner every night. So that's. Wait, they deliver you meals, but you just cook their meals? Yeah. You, you, should, <laughs> it's awesome. you should explain that. Okay. So there's. I'm the, confused. This like- is what Jake told me I had to contribute more to the family life. More than I was doing. Did you agree with that? I said, sure, I'll cook. And in a fit of anger, I well, signed up for Blue Apron. Hold on. Before that. <laughs> so I've been to your house for meals and Jake's usually cooking. Yeah. Okay. So this was sort of like you had to push out of your comfort zone. To yes. get Okay. I don't cook. Your confidence up. and yeah. So what's Blue Apron? So Blue Apron is a meal service where you get a box with three meals with all the ingredients. An online meal service. Oh, it's online. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's online. Yeah. So you go and you to their website. Yeah, and you sign up and you say if you're a vegetarian or if you want regular meals. And then it shows up on your doorstep and you have this really pretty recipe card and all the ingredients and you get three meals like that. So you're actually cooking. Yeah, it's cooking. not like they just sent you a meal. And no, you're like, no, you I cooked, it. and you no. just like put it in the oven like you a have TV to cook dinner. It, but I, it's we love it. We do. It's oh. and it's amazing. You, what's really great about it is, um, it's it's um, there, and there are several. Kim just whispered to uh, Nicole another company, and there are several. If you just Google, <laughs> you know, whatever your browser is, um, the search, you'll find several companies out there. We use. Green Chef and Blue Apron. And you can go through their uh, website and select how many meals you want a week, what, like how many people you want them for, what your preferences are. Um, Green Chef is all organic. And they have a gluten-free option. And they also have a paleo option. And the prices are really good. But what's That's, great about it you is know. you get a bunch of raw material. A lot of it's it's all portioned out for you so you know what your nutritional content is, you know how many calories per serving it's going to be, which is really helpful if you're an athlete and you don't, but you don't have a ton of time to cook and measure. It's sort of a lot of work is done for you. And it's a, it's a high quality food, which is, um, you know, we're in the industry and we put a lot of effort and time into high quality food. Mm-hmm. So it's for us, it was a real revelation to have these meals show up on time at your door um, in a box and there's no food waste, which yeah, is huge. It's really nice. So you, you know, you, you're not wandering the store aisles. It's there, it's fast. Um, and See, it's super tasty. I love this because when you get people in an industry who are recommending something that's not their own product, you trust it more. Yeah. I mean, I think that's totally legit. Yeah. I love it. No, I agree. So did you, how did you two both eat growing up? I'm from new Orleans. My mom is German. I ate, Red beans and rice, crawfish etouffee, meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. hot dogs. German Creole? Uh, yeah. Hot dogs and, and macaroni <laughs> and cheese. 
Oh my. All the good stuff. Yeah. I never ate vegetables. If we ate vegetables, they were stewed. Okra? No, I never, I didn't like okra, but like stewed greens with ham hock and ham. And that was my favorite lima beans with ham, everything on ham or was out of a can. And our salads were like pear with cheddar cheese. Oh, oh, or or um, really good, or or uh, <laughs> pineapple out of a can with cheddar might, cheese. I, I'm getting this sense that you kind of wish you still ate that way. Oh, it's good. I know. <laughs> I, I, it's I like do. A it's, it's, there's nostalgia. In it. It's hard not to feed that stuff to August. Yeah, I mean, just because that's what I grew up. But Jake grew up with what I like to call a hippie vegetarian family. Oh, really? For the most part, I actually had a really really broad diet. Oh, wow, cool. Me, growing up. Um, yeah, I definitely ate a lot of weird food. But we also had a lot of traditional stuff too. My um my mom more than my dad. I, I have four parents. My parents divorced and got remarried. So my mom is more of a food enthusiast, but she was also she liked to spoil us more. So we would have all like the the junky Sam's friggin' food, tons of like preservatives, little bagel bites and cookies and but we also ate, but yeah, on my dad's side, they're vegetarian. My stepmom was in California. She taught at a school outside of Santa Barbara. This is, you know, early 90s when we were mm-hmm. getting to know when she came into our family. And I was preteen, you know, so I, I just wanted Little Debbie's and mm-hmm. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I would go to school with friggin' baguette and some tomato and basil <laughs> olive oil. You know, I'm like, how am I going to trade for this? No, Jeez. we all wanted yeah. a Wonder Bread with marshmallow yeah. fluff yeah. and peanut butter on it. Yeah, yeah, we, we did the whole co-op thing, you know, reused wow. our plastic bags to get the weird granola, you know. <laughs> and was, now you love that stuff. Well, yeah, I now, certainly appreciate it, yeah. Now we, we don't, we live that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now there's a huge Jake industry reuses- built around it. Every Ziploc bag we have in the house, we have a drawer of used Ziploc bags. You guys do pa- plastic uh, bags, cloth napkins. Yeah, we only. Which, this is from Jake. We only do cloth napkins. I love that. I wish and, we did that. Yeah, it's awesome. And when I first met him, when when Jake first moved in, we first started dating. He kind of took over in a way which I'd never let anyone do before. And you know, he's are like, you saying you have some control yeah, issues? I do. <laughs> I ha- I, I now you. recognize I have control issues. But he kind of came in. He <laughs> rearranged my house while I was gone. I was in Durango. And then he uh, he's like, yeah, cloth napkins. That's what we're going to do. You just stop buying those paper napkins. And I was like, okay, sure. And, and, and you never and, we, and I yeah. ate better. I mean, he, he made amazing meals for me. Okay, so we're talking about all the good things. So in business, have you ever introduced something that completely bombed that you thought was going to be awesome? Yeah, most of our cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Cubana. Half, of our, half mean, of our menu. Okay. So so say you make all these, you know, 20 different kinds of cakes. What do people buy? Chocolate. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate cake, chocolate frosting? Yeah. Whatever. Some version of yeah. chocolate cake. Vanilla, I mean, red velvet. People are like, oh, all this looks amazing. Oh, chocolate. Almond poppy seed. I mean, it, yeah, you, it takes a long time to develop trust. Um, so that's a big part of it. At first, people aren't going to go for some really weird 
combination of flavors if it's their first time it's 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 already uncomfortable for them and they don't know you they're not they want something they can relate to that's true Um, i get it it's like with skirt sports we put a flashy thing in the window but they come in they buy a black gym girl yeah that's it (laughs) that's me but it gets them in there yeah it's it's a talking point yeah people want to feel edgy but most people aren't you know, and that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing at all. It's just, it is tough and it's a lot of money. And I was, I was actually thinking about it today on my ride that, you know, the cake shop, that, that environment, I mean, Kim and I live it. So after a while, vanilla and chocolate and red velvet, you just want something more. Yeah. You're and, over it. And so, I, you know, you just, you keep pushing that way and that's how the flavors come about. But the people that we sell to are not people who are eating at least our cake every day. Right. It's a special occasion. <laughs> Maybe they have it half a dozen True. times a year or a dozen times a year max. Mm-hmm. But um, so for them to get from a traditional flavor, one of the classics to something very es- esoteric, I mean, you're really talking about a lot of time and they're buying for a party. They probably never had our product. It's, it's a hard sell because it's, it's just not the right environment for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had a, uh, I think it would work in smaller portions in a walk by environment. People would be willing to spend two or three bucks on something a little esoteric, goofy, or whatever. Um, yeah. But to buy a whole cake, it, it, you know, maybe one person, the person buying is like, oh, I'd love that, but I don't think my son's going to like it. Or I don't know if right. my my brother or my sister or whatever, my husband's brothers, they're coming from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. So I get it. Um, Chocolate. You know, they're, yeah. They're, do you just have white cake? You know, yeah, like, yellow cake. Yeah. Yellow cake. And we're like, it took us uh, years to even figure out what that meant. Yeah. So. We're like white cake. So, okay. I so, mean, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's has, I don't know. It's not, it's, Kind of golden. Is yeah, okay, cake. Yeah. What is it? Is that white cake? Or what is it? No, white yeah. cake is cake with egg whites, so like uh, okay, like wedding cake, yeah. traditional wedding cake or angel food. And yellow uh-huh. cake has the yolks. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So every cake. Yeah. So you get a little more saturated. If you buy it out of a box, cake? it probably has food dye. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, so Jake, you do all the recipes. Yep. And is yep. that? Do you ever lose your inspiration or passion for it? Uh, nope. No, I mean, no, but I have slowed down because I realized that, um, where our business is at in its age, it's really, it needs more focus and we can do a better job typically executing what we already have Mm -hmm. rather than just going forward. And now that I'm not the one doing the baking, you know, there's the transfer of information, there's comfort zone with the bakers and the decorators, you know, you get that step or two removed from the daily sort of minutia, you know, it needs to be simple enough for people to be able to keep up, you know, and do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's funny because, you know, you own a business. So people automatically are like, oh my God, you're so successful. Yeah. You're, I've seen you in a store. Yeah. So you must be a bazillionaire. You're, you're everywhere. You're just like, you've got it made. We hear that all the time. Yeah. But I mean, that's not really how it is behind the scenes. You're yeah. constantly pushing and battling and trying to survive. And you have to keep up with the trends, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, but you really do. So where's the whole like gluten-free industry going? I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. I think what's really great since we, even since we've gotten involved three years ago or been more involved is that all the products are just getting better. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of the, I mean, there's still mm-hmm. really bad stuff out there on the shelves. There's a lot. Okay. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of really bad stuff out there on the shelves, but there are, there are things that we will eat that are not our own products. Mm-hmm. Not many. Right. Oh, that's not true. But oh. I know what you're getting at. Wait. Oh, so you do. Wait, is this a little tiff? There's some head shaking going. <laughs> <laughs> we don't eat other products. No, we do. Oh. No, I mean, we do. <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm a total enthusiast. So at the you end try of the day, everything. I will. And I honestly just, it's hard for me to say, okay, that's, that's really bad. I don't want to eat it anymore. Jake brought home like six things of cookies from Whole Foods the other day, all gluten-free and they were all terrible. They were not very good. Good. That's good for you. Well, in theory. Because yours are awesome. Well, so, true. Okay. So for the average person listening, they are, they're amazing. They're amazing. And you have vegan gluten-free. I mean, wow. Amazing. And that's like your favorite, right? The Italian wedding ones. Oh my God. So good. Um, so, okay. Why would the average person want to eat gluten-free? How will it help them? Even if they don't have celiac or gluten sensitivity, does it help the average person to eat gluten-free? Well, there's a lot of science that backs that a gluten-free diet helps with inflammation. Oh, so that's if true. you're mm-hmm. an athlete, you don't want a lot of inflammation at all. It doesn't help you know, no inflammation is definitely best for recovery. And so eating a gluten-free diet is a pretty big part of that. Do you remember uh, last year I did my eating experimentation all year? And I did gluten-free, gluten-free February. I saw your cereal. Oh yeah, I know, totally. (laughs) And then I, um, and then I posted a blog about it and I was like, well, one of the big things is I noticed I went to the bathroom every day. Yeah. It just felt like everything got a little more regular and I don't know. Things just move better. No, not totally gluten-free. But I do, I tend that way. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Um, This bread is not. Are you okay, Jake? There's a piece of toast in the room with us right now. (laughs) I was hungry. (laughs) Totally fine. Totally fine with that. Cool. So you would encourage anybody to at least try it. Try it. I think what you did last year was great. Tried a different thing for a month and just see how it sits. Yep. Totally. Cool. Okay. So... What your visionaries, both of you, Jake has maybe a little more like wide out there vision and Kim, you've got your own kind of vision. So what's, what's next? Like what, where, where are Kim and Jake's going that you're actually allowed to talk about right now? Well, at the end of the month, we're going to go to North Carolina. Okay, so you're taking a vacation. We're going on a short trip. And Jake are going. That's where we're going. And then in May, we're going to go to Durango. So you guys travel a lot. So do you even work? Like, how many people do you have here slaving away for you? We hired ourselves out of the cake shop. Oh, cool. We, um, yeah, it is a very different uh, environment, work environment for us now. Um, We got into a position not really necessarily financially, but in a position where in order for Kim and I to have a sane relationship, one of us needed to not be involved with the business. That's awesome. I mean, this is big stuff. That was Kim. She decided, well, we decided together that she was going to be what she wanted to be, which was a full-time mom. Um, And I would be the one steering the ship at the business. And Mm so, Kim and Jake's on the personal side, I, th- I think, is to um, continue to raise our awesome, crazy child. Stay together. Stay together. <laughs> Stay married. It'll be if we make it. It'll be ten years in October. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love the preface there. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we're like hey, 10 years married, five-year-old kid, six-year-old business. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, a lot of people do work with their spouse, and yeah. a lot of people break up because of it, you know, and it brings out stuff that is tough to handle with each other. And I think yeah. you guys are making really good decisions. Yeah, we've met a lot of people who their advice, I shouldn't say a lot, we've met a few people in the business who their advice is, don't be in business with your spouse, like full on. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who told us that, but it is challenging. It has awesome upside and, and there's rough downside. I mean, it's, it's great also to, all we've known. Yeah. I mean, we met each other on the same cycling team and we, mm-hmm. yeah, that work relationship is pretty much what we've known. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know, I mean, we're just together a lot. Um, so is there a vision for Kim and Jake's? Like, what's the dream? You're going to open up restaurants all over the country. You're going to make my, new products. You my get into dream, apparel. What are we doing? My dream is apparel. Yep. We need some t-shirts. <laughs> um, we, we can handle that. I know. We got to get it done. <laughs> my dream is that we have an awesome space in Boulder where we are right now is super tiny. We'd like to have a bigger space and we'd like to have more offerings on a daily basis. And that's just the cake shop. And then on our wholesale side, I mean, we want to be in every grocery store. Yep. In Theoretically. The, in theory in the U S and you're going to do it because yeah. your products are amazing. And that's the, the number one thing is you got to make great product without great yeah. product. You can have the best distribution in the world, but if no one buys it because it sucks, then you're out of business in a year. It might take you longer yeah. to get there, but your product leads for sure. Yeah, we wonder how people with not great products are on every shelf in every grocery yeah. store. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been a learning curve. Our, when we opened the cake shop, we didn't plan on opening a wholesale business as well. Yeah, we didn't really plan on much after the first day, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> the dream was to have a cake yeah. shop, and then we, then we got to day two, and then we didn't know what to do. You know, so... Whew. I mean, my... And we had a business plan. Yeah. And and it still changes all oh, the time. Every day. Yeah. You can't, it's every good week. to have it, but it doesn't mean a whole lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say understanding the industry that we're in is probably the biggest goal for this year or next year. You know, growth is... Um, you can really only grow as, <laughs> in a lot of ways as fast as you can understand your business. You, mm-hmm. you know, we've done a lot of um, sabotage, just not knowing what, you know, what, what the industry is asking for. How do you come up with your pack package? How, how big oh. should it be? You know, like where does it need to be sold in the store and how do you support it? All these things are kind of on our radar now that really have never been on our radar. So learning our business um, is, is definitely the, the goal for the next period of time. And then, yeah, we, you know, if someone wants to eat a gluten-free lifestyle or try it, there is a lot of unfortunate product out there and it would be nice to be beside that product so that the person who is making that choice um, doesn't come away from it thinking, I can't eat gluten-free because it's terrible. There's mm-hmm. nothing that tastes good. And I don't want to do it because it, I, it doesn't taste good. Now there are a lot of products um, that can get you there, make you feel like you're not some, you know, you're not isolated or excluded from the party. Yeah. Um, so if we can be that gateway, uh, I think it's better for everybody involved, you know, whether they stay gluten-free or just choose it occasionally or, um, I totally, I relate. I mean, 
on the food side, people have a bite of something in a category. They may not know the brand and then they're tainted by that. Oh, yeah. and that's huge in our, in our category. It's, yep. you know, it's big and for well, just reason, you know, if mm-hmm. I hadn't been diagnosed celiac, we wouldn't have made that bread. We would continue yeah. to believe that that gluten-free product is second class. So as more and more people pile into the space due to circumstances similar to mine, mm-hmm. um, it raises the expectation, you yeah, know, it's, totally. um, and people are just, and through that, you know, I, through that, it tightens kind of the spectrum of what's going to survive because there is so much mediocre stuff that people are at the time like, well, there's no nothing else in this category. Mm-hmm. So what difference does it make to a degree? And the raw materials weren't very good. They, they are much better now. Yeah. So even if you were making the same product with the same basic ingredients 10 years ago and today, today's product is going to taste better because the raw mm-hmm. materials are just better. So, you know, the whole thing is working in the right direction. Um, yeah. I'm sure at some point we'll see a, a shakeout from the trend. And I'm, I am excited for that because it will take away a lot of businesses that simply got into the category to catch the trend. Um, mm-hmm. You were talking like big institutional kind of mm-hmm. uh, commodity-based businesses. And once totally. they get squeezed they're either going to buy businesses like ours to try to stay in the category or they're going to go away and we'll have more space mm-hmm. i mean when you honestly believe that you have the best product you want there to be as much competition as possible because when you're the strongest in a race you want it as hard as it can sure. get you'll be the last one standing um so that's so true that's kind of at least that's my mindset i i am um excited for the time when People are scrutinizing the product and, and it's, it's for need rather than necessarily trend. Yeah. I'm relating uh, on every front with skirt sports for sure. I mean, when you get in on the forefront of a trend or you're the leader and then everybody else gets in on it just to get in on it and their products suck and then other people try their products first because they don't know you yet. Right. You know, it becomes yeah. kind of a little bit of a cycle. So you have to just keep pushing to rise above. Yeah. So, okay, my dream for you is that you yes. rent the space right next yes. to our brand new Skirt Sports retail store, nice. and then we can just throw parties, cake and running. So awesome. I mean, we know it goes together. Everyone who crosses the finish line at our 13 or 5K is going to get cake again this year. It's cake. We're just working on a new screen printed shirt. I think we we're going to do something like you had me at cake. Oh, nice. I don't know. Nice. We're working on Hopefully it. Hopefully I'll get little running shoes here. under the cake or I don't know. Yeah. You got to come out for sure. You can too. Although it's a women only event. I missed so you it can last come year. out to hang. I'll just, I'll come out and hand out cake. Yeah. Okay. Two other quick questions here and we'll wrap soon. Cause we're a little bit over a 5k right now, which oh, is I kind know. of the intended length, right? You're so to change it. Is, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to, it's an 8k. Um, is celiac, at all uh genetic yeah yeah oh it is so jake's mom got diagnosed at i won't say her age but she's in her 60s she got diagnosed after jake got diagnosed after oh dealing with osteoporosis what they thought well what is osteoporosis her whole life and we're fairly confident that her mother probably has it as well but she's not interested in she's too old now she doesn't care yeah (laughs) Well, so what about August? He's this been is their tested kid. twice, and he's he's good to go, and he seems fine. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just kind of looking for signs. We're really just looking for irritable stomach issues. And he doesn't, I mean, we don't keep gluten in the house, but he eats it, you know, when he goes to school or if he goes to a party and he seems fine. So the main symptom, if anybody's listening, is what? Like, what do you usually start with? It's really broad. Honestly, and I believe that's a huge problem, Mm -hmm. um, why it's been so hard to diagnose. It's really, I mean, my symptoms were um, mostly lethargy, depression type, like really just close to depression type symptoms. Oh, wow. But for the most part, people will have GI issues. Okay. Really distended stomach, trouble Mm -hmm. digesting. With with kids a lot, they have... um... They have a failure to thrive. Like a lot of parents will find it because their kids aren't gaining weight or they're not growing. So if your kid was like in the 20, I don't know, our kid's in the 25th percentile, he's going to be my size. But, you know, and then all of a sudden he's (laughs) like, you know, if your kid's in the 50 and then all of a sudden he's in the 25 and he's not growing, it's something it's to look at. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a lot of joint issues. Okay. So how do you get tested? It's a blood test. It's really easy. Just go to your doctor. Yeah. You can do a blood test. And then Jake was in denial. And so they did a biopsy where they okay. stick the, Ew. yeah, they go the down your down. throat. Okay. The blood test is, I mean, it's 98.7%. Okay. I mean, and if you, it's just easy. Once you see their metrics and you cross a threshold and it's, you know, it's yeah. pretty obvious. And I was there, but being, in my particular set of circumstances, we did take the step to do what they call the gold standard, which they actually take samples out of your intestine, these uh, little micro, and they measure the scar tissue damage that's in them. That okay. kind of like a core sample if yeah. you get a biopsy, you know. So um, that's how they determine the length of time that okay. they believe that I was, you know, had triggered the reaction. Right, reaction. You, you'd been building it for years and years mm-hmm. and years. All right. Okay. Sorry. So I just wanted to get that out there because I'm just very curious. Yeah. General. No, a lot of people, I mean, it's still, I think we're seeing more and more people get diagnosed now because it's just more, yeah. it's becoming more common. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Okay. So we're going to wrap it. Um, I like to ask everybody to give a little nugget, one thing. So the name of this podcast is Run This World. So what is one thing, piece of advice you can give people that will help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way? Either of you or both of you. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe like with us in our business, just stick to the goal. See it through. See it through. See it through all the way. I like that. Wherever it takes you. Oh my gosh, this Marriage. is some really awesome <laughs> energy going on. Whoa. Okay, see it through. Bam. That's Kim. I was thinking drugs, but. <laughs> <laughs> you mean go the opposite uh, way? No, I mean, you know, just. Mask it all? Yeah, just. Uh, it, Kim now that you really do. Th- there's no shortcut. If I was to, and I thought about this in sport a year or so ago, it kind of realized, I just dawned on me that. The best shortcut I could ever give a young athlete who asks about how do I get faster sooner? There are no shortcuts. Stop looking for them. You just just focus on the right things. Because I spent a lot of time in my career trying to find a shortcut. And I realized through the business, actually, there really, there really aren't. You really actually just have to do the work. Well, in, in cycling, there was, there were drugs and you didn't do them. Well, that's true. That is true. Um, that That's true. But I will say that 
at least the guys that I did know who were doing drugs, they actually also trained the hardest of any athlete that I had ever seen. So they, though they were boosting their performance, they were actually, you know, not, I don't know, not taking the shortcut in the sense they weren't just laying around on a couch and then they right. juice up and then go hit the race. They, they were using it to its max benefit. Um, but the point is, you know, it's like, you really, you really just got to put in the time. You really do have to see it through and, and you can't think you're going to have this product and all of a sudden you're going to be rich. It's not how it works. We thought that. Yeah. Someone's not going to buy you, you know, it's, in, a, in a month. Yeah. You really, <laughs> mm-hmm. you really have to know it. You got to go mm-hmm. grind on it for freaking ever. You well, know? you guys are leading the way. I am a huge fan. I think in Boulder, you've just got a stronghold, and we're going to watch that just continue to radiate out. That's the plan. You are. You're doing it. you got to keep rolling with the punches. I'm going to make sure we get that space earmarked for you next to Skirt Sports. I know. Well, Jake will call them. Maybe today. (laughs) No, it actually might happen, people. This might really happen. Who knows? Well, we talked about trying to share a space, and we're like, oh, is that going to work? No, that's not going to work. All our skirts are going to smell like yeast and bread. That would not be a good thing. We don't don't use use yeast. Oh, awesome. You don't. Cool. Okay, well then just bread. It'll just smell good. Well, that's like true. Sugar. I mean, who doesn't want a skirt that smells like a cookie? Like, Jeez. All right, you two. Well, that was so awesome. I really, really love what you're doing. And and we're going to take a photo here and show everybody what we're looking at. Jake's got some great cycling gear right got now. really awesome And hair. Kim has the coolest hair I've ever seen on anybody. All right, you two. Let's wrap it. Thanks for being on today. Thanks for having right. us. What a really fun chat with Kim and Jake. I learned a lot today. I hope you did too. Um, As a special treat, if you're local, grab a friend and head over to their cake shop in South Boulder on Table Mesa and Broadway. Just mention this podcast. You'll get a buy one, get one free cupcake. Any flavor. I promise they are delicious. Be prepared to be hooked. That's all I can say. And again, all you have to do is mention this podcast episode. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, please share it with a friend. Go on NicoleDeBoom.com. Check out the show notes. Send comments. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I really want to hear your thoughts and feedback and any suggestions you have for future guests. All right, folks. You know what time it is. It's time to go out and run this world. Have a great workout. I'll see you next week.